Hello, Mississippi and abroad, and welcome to Justify Your Existence. I am Parrish Aldford, the Ole Miss beat writer for the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal. I'm joined by our Mississippi State writer, Dalton Middleton. We're talking SEC through the lens of Mississippi. Dalton, how you doing, man? man I'm all right, Parrish. I'm, uh, I'm excited to sit down today and get a, a little bit away from sports. I'm a I'm a big superhero in a you know, comic nerd and WandaVision. I don't know if you've seen that TV show. They had the big season finale today. I'm excited to sit down and watch that. Well, I will tell you what, Dalton, I'm excited for you to have some time away. But if, if you're wanting me to uh, to jump in on the superhero discussion, uh, I'm going to need some uh, some adult education. I'm going to need some help from you. You got to carry the talk on that one, man. I, I hadn't really done the superhero scene since I had the little action figures back with uh, uh, Superman and Batman uh, back at like uh, eight years old. I just, I, I haven't uh, kept up with them in the movies and that sort of thing. It just hasn't uh, yeah, uh, appealed to me. Although I will tell you now uh, the Joker movie that came out a couple of years ago, I, I still haven't seen it. I need to, that was pretty. Uh, that was pretty good. Yeah. That was, was um, that Jack Nicholson? Did he play the Joker? Uh, the one, the one that came out like two years ago was yeah. uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, Joaquin. Okay, all right. I think Jack Nicholson. Um, but yeah, no, no, I'm not going to expect you to get into all that. That'd be a whole. Um, I could have my own podcast about talking about all that. I'm sure. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what. I think a lot of people would be interested in that. I'll tell you somebody who I think would be uh, interested in uh, superheroes right now, uh, and that would be the Mini Kickers at, at OPC. And we want to thank our our friends at the Oxford Park Commission for coming along for the ride with Justify Your Existence. Right now, the, the mini kickers are registering. Uh, that's, that's soccer instruction, man, ages two to five, Dalton, little people. Real, I mean, two years old running around kicking. Uh, soccer instruction for those guys, ages two to five. Also, registration going on for youth baseball and softball. All of that through April 4th right now. Find more information at Oxford Park Commission dot com uh dalton 28 years ago on thursday i saw this come across twitter and, and it just kind of uh it just hit me because it's one of those speeches that, that just jumped out and, and you remember and it, and it kind of it, it's it's gained its own life uh uh through espn because it was at one of those first espy awards but jim valvano the former uh north carolina state coach uh you know, if there was ever a, a Cinderella story, kind of a March Madness story, it was that uh, championship that that they won at North Carolina State right. in, uh, in 1983. And uh, 28 years ago, since he gave this speech on ESPN, and uh, I guess maybe a couple of months later, he had died from cancer. And the idea that he was standing up there and, uh, and just – really inspiring people just months before just uh really uh you know speeches in general uh you know I, I i don't i don't hear a lot of them that make me uh really want to run through a brick wall or anything like that but uh when you think back about uh the cancer that was just so prevalent in his body uh, at this time uh, it was really uh it, it was pretty moving yeah and I, I, I be, this speech was given before I was born. So, right. but I do know the speech. But you and, know, um, that's that's, how, you know, that's how yeah. yeah, that's part that's part of the point. I mean, before you were born, but it still speaks to a generation. 
to someone. Right, and I, and I still I still know it, and it, it's an empowering speech. And um, you know, I don't remember every detail of it, but there was a part towards I think maybe the end or the middle of it where you know he says like there's a few things that you should do every single day, and I think one of them was laugh and one of them was cry. I don't remember what the third one was, but there was like three things that he said you should do every day. If you do those every day, then that's a, that's a good day or something along those lines. And, you know, that, that's a true statement. You know, you should laugh every single day and um, cry, cry every single day, I guess. Um, but, you know, that, that, was, that was a powerful speech. And, you know, goes up there and, you know, says, you know, cancer will never, you know, it, can't, it can take his physical body, but it can never take his mind and stuff like that. That's, that's a powerful statement. And of course, you know, obviously it was because it leads to the uh, Jimmy V Foundation and everything like that. And um, yeah, you know, I wish I'm, I mean, I don't know. I was gonna say I wish I could have been around to hear it in person or hear it live. But uh, yeah, I don't know that I even heard it live and everything. But gosh, you know, it's played over and over. Laugh, think and cry. The three things you should do every day. And hopefully at the end you have a, gotcha. a relationship with Christ. But uh, laugh, think and cry. And uh, just a very uh, empowering uh, speech. 28 years ago on Thursday, uh, Andy Kennedy, former Ole Miss coach, was a, a Jim Valvano recruit. Played a year, uh, stayed up there a year in Raleigh before he transferred uh, to UAB and, and really uh, had a nice career there for another uh, really a legendary coach, Gene Bartow, uh, at UAB, um, <clears throat> where Kennedy is, is now head coach. I remember, Dalton, this just – stood out to me when I when I saw this on Twitter uh, yesterday. Ole Miss played at North Carolina State Baseball Regional 2013. And, you know, there are so many, uh, so many trips that we make uh, to cover different events, football and basketball, that are just bang, bang. You know, you're in and out. You, you don't spend a lot of time yeah. uh, in these places. But a baseball regional that's a double elimination, uh, it's a little different. You know, sometimes you – you, know, you get there the day before and uh, you, you cover practice and there's just, you, you have some downtime uh, at events like you spend that. Like five or six days there too. <laughs> you can, man. I've, I spent about that much time in Raleigh. I spent about that much time uh, with the rebels uh, in 2012 in college station, uh, college station where the, uh, the room was $94 a night at the Fairfield Inn, And, and I tried to get that room on a football weekend and it was over 300 but uh, that's that that's another story. The the Raleigh trip though, the NC State baseball regional, uh, we discovered right off campus, an Italian restaurant, and we went there the first night, <clears throat> several of us, and it was this kind of place uh, that uh, every college has, you know, where when you graduate, you just gravitate, you come back to it. It's a place. Well, I got to go there. I got to go to this place right. when I'm when I'm back on campus. There was so much uh, athletic memorabilia, sports memorabilia, pictures, all kinds of things, uh, framed newspaper clippings, just headlines, all of this, uh, uh, all over the restaurant. And um, they told us that it was a, a favorite place of Jim Valvano when he was uh, coaching at NC State. Imagine that, the Italian restaurant. But um, <laughs> but anyway, a favorite place of his, and he would do his uh, – his call-in show from there. And that, that just, just the visions, you could just feel uh, this, this Italian American, Jim Valvano, this big personality, you know, big talker, showman, uh, just huge personality uh, holding court in this restaurant with right. all of this, all of this memorabilia around 
you could just uh, you could just sense that, and and that was a pretty neat experience. You know that uh, that national championship uh, that they won in in uh, nineteen eighty three. Uh, I still remember that last shot because I, I I'm sure. Dalton, I'm assuming you, you may have seen uh, the, the replay, the clip, a part of March Madness, a TV commercial or, or something. The shot was an air ball. And I think mm-hmm. uh, I think the shooter was Derek Wittenberg. And uh, folks can uh, certainly uh, correct me on this at Ole Miss discussion with Parrish Alford. Drop some knowledge in there. I think the shooter was Derek Wittenberg. It was an air ball. It was grabbed at the last second at the buzzer, really, right? All this happened at the buzzer by Thurl Bailey, and, and he just slammed it home. And, 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 and I may have those names wrong, but but airball, uh, big guy grabs it, slams it home, and all of a sudden there's just everything breaks loose on the court. It's over. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think in, – in my mind right now, I don't recall that play exactly, but I'm, I'm probably 100% sure that I've seen it before watching those replays and reading and watching about Jimmy V before. I'm sure I've seen that replay, but it's not clicking in my head right now. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can imagine uh, the trip to Riley and everything you mentioned before was really cool seeing all that stuff and everything. Well, I just <clears throat> I remember the next morning too, uh, at at school I was like in the eleventh grade, uh, my junior year at Denham Springs High School, and we didn't have a lot of North Carolina kids uh, at Denham Springs High School outside of Baton Rouge, but uh, Greg Pierce was one of them, and and Greg Pierce like showed up the next morning uh, in his North Carolina state shirt. Well, it's like, you know, we're all looking at like, what, you know, what is this? And he's right. like, man, hey, Wolfpack, Wolfpack. Okay. So big win, uh, big personality. 28 years ago, that speech uh, by Jim Valvano. And what, what do you think Jim Valvano would say today, Dalton, to uh, inspire uh, what will probably be uh, six teams from the SEC? that will make the NCAA tournament, uh, none from Mississippi. I, I think that uh, Ole Miss loss uh, last week at Vanderbilt kind of ended bubble talk for them. So unless uh, State or Ole Miss win uh, the SEC tournament next week uh, in Nashville, uh, no NCAA tournament uh, for our teams. But uh, I think we're looking at, uh, what do you think, about about six teams? Earlier in the season, the discussion, the projections, some people said, hey, seven from the SEC, eight. Uh, Ole Miss and State are kind of in that seven eight range right now. Right, uh, I think it's going to be six. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. Um, you know, looking at the standings, of course, you know you have Alabama, Arkansas, who I think are you know two really high seeds in it, two locks. Um, and then LSU, Florida, Tennessee, Missouri. I think all those those four teams are also going to be a lock in the tournament. I don't know what seeds are going to be, but then seven eight nine is Ole Miss, State, and Kentucky. And I don't think – I think if anyone makes it, of course, it's going to be Ole Miss if they have a nice run in the tournament. Um, but State has to win the tournament to get it get in. There's no chance for them getting in the tournament unless they win it, um, the SEC one. And then I don't think – I would think the same for Kentucky. You know, they're what – they're 8-15. and 15, You know, at least Mississippi State has a winning record. So, like, they're 8-15. and 15. Um, I just don't see a team – I don't just – I just don't see them allowing a team to make the tournament at 8-15 and 15. Even if they're Kentucky, um, I think but, that that may even. Of course, I think everything is different in COVID. But I, I, isn't there a rule in place that you have to be five hundred? I know there is for baseball. I think we had a discussion for baseball. You got to be five hundred or more, or one game above, or something like that, to be considered 
foreign at large. I don't know if that rule is in place. And if it I is, I don't know because I know you ended for COVID. I know because you can win the tournament. So you could be a 12 seed and win, win the, the tournament, tournament and get in. So that, <laughs> that may be, uh, um, maybe an exception to the rule, but I don't, I don't know. I've never, I don't think I've ever paid too much attention to that. Honestly. Um, I know you can win the tournament still. You can win your tournament, still have a losing overall record. Certainly get in that way uh, as an automatic qualifier. I'll tell you, I know we've talked about Kentucky a a lot on the pod. It's just not the same team and and they were playing better. I think they're a good sec team, but um I just don't recall in all the years of covering SEC basketball too many air balls from Kentucky. And there were several the other night uh, when mm-hmm. Ole won. You know, still a good team, but just kind of kind of nothing special. And uh, Ole Miss played really well, won that game right. 70 to 62 uh, Tuesday night. Uh, but yeah, six teams uh, in the SEC, in the NCAAs from the SEC. Uh, Dalton, Ole Miss still, on paper, it would look like they might still have a shot at that double bye, but it's not going to finish that way. Yeah. um, I mean, who who does Ole Miss have left? Um, Well, they play play Vanderbilt uh, Saturday night at 6, but this is that everybody doesn't play on this. You know, this is that makeup game kind of kind of day right you know, the sec set aside so so old miss and vanderbilt will play well old miss would need there are several teams they would need to lose and one of those that they would need to lose yeah. would be florida and florida doesn't play yeah florida, florida looks like they're the kind of locking that full spot yeah i think they're going to get that last um, one to lie. yeah so old miss will probably be that that five or six seed depending on how many that last game comes out and um I mean, uh, the six or seven seed, depending on how that last game comes out. And, you know, if they win that game and then all of a sudden, you know, they win two games in the, in the SEC tournament, you know, I think what they projected them yesterday is uh, the next four out. You know, who knows? Ole Miss adds three more wins to the resume, maybe plays for that uh, the semifinals or something, which, you know, if they're playing well, it's possible. Um, who good, knows? Good that could happen. be a team that sneaks into the NCAA tournament. But, you know, like you said – I think there's only going to be six, and I think Ole Miss and Mississippi State are going to both be left at home, maybe be NIT teams. But uh, I think both of them are going to be sitting at home whenever selection show day comes. Ole Miss would certainly have to Saturday night beat Vanderbilt, a team which shot almost 50% from three-point range against them <coughs> Excuse me, a week ago in Nashville, uh, a team that was playing without its top two players, uh, certainly yep. without Scottie Pippen Jr., He's back, yeah, and, and he's back in full force. He scored 36 uh, against Cincinnati, and that's a bad Cincinnati team this year. It's not uh, not nearly the Cincinnati team uh, uh, that you have uh, thought about uh, for many years. It's not that kind of team. So, But uh, 36, a career high for Scottie Pippen Thursday night. He'll be uh, on the floor at the Pavilion this week. So Ole Miss uh, in trying to uh, – correct a bad loss uh, in Nashville will have a harder task. Bottom line is if Ole Miss was going to play its way in, it was going to have to beat Vanderbilt twice. Uh, They could have won last week. But if they lose uh, Saturday night, uh, even with the Commodores having Scottie Pippen Jr., it would still be a bad loss. That's, that's a good team. I know what the record is, but they're, they're playing at a different level. They're the ball and they're athletic. Well, with us talking about the Ole Miss men being kind of on the bubble and what they have to do to win, um, 
your Ole Miss women over there are also kind of uh, on the bubble and playing to playing for the NCAA tournament. They get a big win yesterday um, over what Arkansas, I think, last night was. Arkansas, it was? Um, what do you think this Ole Miss team has to do to be able to be in the tournament? Well, I'll tell you, I think uh, as resumes go, they're pretty strong right now. Five quadrant one wins. Uh, they're just one game above 500. So if they lose, they'll be 500. But if there's anything, and, and we're told that there is, if, if there's anything like an eye test, if there's any compassion uh, from the selection committee, any human element and not just analytics, uh, this team is playing well right now. Uh, and right. and they have, you know, they they fit the they they've got the look of that that hot team in March that uh, the committee uh, says that it likes. Now they, they uh, struggled with Arkansas uh, February the thirteenth uh, in Fayetteville. Uh, that was a, a game that uh, that was it was during the ice storm. It was going to be on a Thursday, and then it was postponed and and and. And then it was decided that the Rebels could get out, and they and they did a rush job, and ended up being on a Friday night, and there was very little uh, preparation, and uh, that was one of the things that that held them back in Fayetteville. Uh, really didn't have uh, their defenses in the way they wanted them in for that game to let McPhee McEwen and her staff and uh, Chelsea Dungey. Uh, Arkansas's best player just went off for like 38 points. And uh, Ole Miss did a much better job of running them off the three-point line last night. So, you know, this is a team that, gosh, they finally break that uh, SEC losing streak in like the second game this year against right. Auburn. And then they lose like six in a row or something like that. And But uh, they turned a corner. You know, they, they have found a way to close out close games they weren't doing that earlier they weren't doing that at Tennessee in late January they'll play the Vols tonight uh, they had the lead with under two minutes to play and couldn't close it out lost 68 67 then they had that bizarre loss at LSU a couple of days later where, where they were like up 11 or, or so in, in the last minute something like that it, it comes down to LSU needs like uh, you know a, a three to to force overtime to get to overtime, they needed a three. Uh, it's the last possession, and they not only get the three, they get a four-point play. They get the three and a foul, and 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 it looks like LSU is going to pull out the win in regulation. Uh, Ole Miss ended up getting a free throw on the very last possession of regulation, but got to overtime, and they were just gassed. So, you know, just struggles right. to close out games, but they've turned that corner. Uh, they've got. Uh, you know, three wins uh, over ranked opponents, probably four wins in their last six games, you know, twice against Kentucky, uh, road wins against <clears throat> Kentucky and, and Alabama, uh, and, and then last night against Arkansas. And, and, and this is where that look test comes in, man, when you can really just flip the page, just completely turn around uh, a team that, that had really handled you, had shot, you know, almost 50% from the floor, uh, in Fayetteville, and you hold them to like 32% last night, a ranked team, as as Yolette McPhee McEwen pointed out, a team that beat UConn. Arkansas yeah. has beaten UConn, okay, and you handle that team like that last night. Uh, that's a team that could be a three seed in this tournament. You know, right. 
how, how does Ole Miss not uh, how is Ole Miss not tournament worthy? Yeah, and and I'll, I'll kind of touch on that in a second. And you know, you, while you have a team that may have turned the corner up there, you know, about two hours away down here, you know, is a team that's really really struggling. Um, Mississippi State has lost seven of their last nine. They have an early exit in the SEC tournament yesterday. They lose uh, 71 to 62. Was just never really in it with LSU yesterday. The entire game, um, it was about a four-point game at halftime. The entire second half was about 10 points. Could never really make it any closer. Um, and that uh, is the first, this is the first time since 2015 that Mississippi State has not played for the SEC uh, championship. And, you know, you make an early exit right there. You finish one game above 500 this season. Um, they lost two straight, to L- one to LSU. They lost a 20-something point loss to Missouri at home, which is just awful. Um, and the latest NCAA tournament projections have them as a 10 seed. And so I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I don't think this is this is a tournament team. And especially you mentioned that Ole Miss isn't even getting, you know, really – thought about for the NCAA tournament, but they really have kind of the same exact resume. You know, I saw on Twitter yesterday, you know, some kind of comparisons talking about um, Ole Miss, Mississippi State are both one game above 500. They both have five SEC wins. Um, But one thing Ole Miss uh, has above Mississippi State is Ole Miss has three top 25 wins. Mississippi State has one top 25 win. Um, And then against, you know, head-to-head, of course, was they only played one game this year instead, too, and it was at in Starkville. Uh, state wins by, what, three points? I think it was one possession game or so, maybe four points. Um, kind of pulls away right there at the very end, the last 30 seconds, so makes some free throws to win that game. Um, and, and States over here talked about being as a, a lock-in in the tournament. Ole Miss is, you know, being maybe thought about a second thought right now. Um, and then yesterday during the, the SEC tournament, they had a graphic on the board where Mississippi State is 2-10 and 10 this year against teams in the top 50. You know, that just, I just don't feel like how you could be two and ten against the top fifty and be thought about as one of the top fifty teams. Um, maybe on the outside looking in right there, but I don't know. You know, I'm sitting there thinking if Mississippi State's kind of a lock in and it's like a ten seed, um, do you think that that's because of the name Mississippi State and how much success they've had over the last five or six years under Dick Schaefer, or because this team has not played like a tournament team, especially the last you know, two months. I, I do think reputation has a lot to do with these things, but, but uh, usually, I, I don't know when, when it comes down to it, I think the committee will, will, uh, will look past reputation, I, but, uh, I, but I don't know that that means Ole Miss gets in. I, I don't know that, the, that it's, right, a, right. you know, it, it just, it may be as simple as uh, while the projection is this, that's really not what the committee's thinking, you know, w- with regard yeah. to Mississippi state. That doesn't necessarily mean if, if if they think this one way about Mississippi State, it doesn't necessarily mean that they think this other better way about Ole Miss. Um, but if there is such a thing as the look test, if you're comparing, look, if you've got one more SEC spot to give uh, in this tournament field and you're looking at Ole Miss and Mississippi State, and if there is such a thing as the look test, the eye test, I don't know how you do not take uh, Ole Miss ahead of Mississippi State based right. on, on recent In, events. I'll tell you, that game, that second game uh, between Ole Miss and State uh, was canceled because of the ice. So it wasn't, uh, wasn't made mm-hmm. up. Um, that's a game that uh, that Ole Miss really wanted to play. Uh, 
you know, if, if they win that, I think Ole Miss may have been a, may you know may be a, a lock in the SEC tournament now or the NCAA tournament now. You know, if they if they beat that Mississippi State team right there, it might have shifted things. Um, but you know, one thing that when we talked to uh, Nikki McCray Pinson yesterday after the uh, post game lost to LSU, um, you know, she mentioned someone asked her if if she thought her team was a tournament team. And she said that she she does think so, and that she thinks um, she hopes that the committee is taking into uh, account that Mississippi State did not play a game for an entire month, and it kind of broke their rhythm. And I was you know, thinking, like you know, State did not State played like one game between January fifteenth and like the beginning of March or something like that. It was it was like one game in, or two games within like forty days. Um, but she mentioned how it broke their rhythm. But like State still lost seven of their last nine. They were losing before that happened too. Um, if you look at their schedule, you know that happened on. Uh, so they played Ole Miss on January tenth, one by four points. Then they lose to Alabama. Then they lose to Texas A and M by twenty eight points. Then they play South Carolina a week later, which was not because of the COVID or not because of the. Um, um, you know, the cancellation winter storms or anything. They just had, didn't have a game scheduled until the next week later. Then they lose by 23 points to South Carolina. And uh, then, then of course, you start getting a few games canceled. You lose to Arkansas by six. And then all of a sudden you lose to Alabama again by eight. And then you beat Auburn, beat LSU, and then lose by 20 to Missouri. And it's like, yeah, you know, you did have some time off. And the committee, I guess, could take that into account. But – I don't think your team was losing because of the time off. You guys were losing before that and losing bad to teams, 28 points to Texas A&M, 23 points to South Carolina. I mean, as a team that's in the insulated tournament, I just don't think um, you should be losing 30-point games to teams within your conference. Well, let's let's flip the question around, Dalton. I mean, we're looking at this about uh, from the Mississippi State resume about why they shouldn't be in the tournament, about things that they have not achieved. What have they done? I mean, I hear McCray Pinson saying, well, I hope they'll consider that we had a lot of time off. Look, it's COVID. You know, everybody's got a challenge right now. Uh, that's your unfortunate challenge that you've had to deal with. What has this Mississippi State team done that should make it an NCAA tournament team? Right. And, you know, that's a tough question to answer because, you know, they've, they've, what, they've won 10 games this year. You know, they're 10 and 9. I think they're really only the only really impressive win, maybe two, would be against LSU a few days ago, like last week, which LSU's, you know, uh, kind of an average team as well. Um, but then they beat Georgia early in like the early on in SEC play. I think it was like the first, maybe the first game of SEC play. They beat Georgia by seven at Georgia, which is a good win. And that was before the wheels kind of fell off. Um, and, you know, looking up and down their schedule, you know, that they had a game scheduled with, you know, UConn. Um, it got canceled early in the season because of uh, COVID within the UConn program. And then, um, you know, they lost to South Florida. South Florida would have been a good win to have. Uh, you know, that's a pretty good team. They lose to them by four in overtime. So that's not a good win, uh, which could have been a decent one there. But then you look through, you know, they beat Florida a few times. Florida's not very good. They lost to Kentucky, beat Ole Miss, and it's just – you know, I don't know. There's no wins on the there's no wins on their schedule that stands out to me. It's like you know that's a win that's going to put them in the NCAA tournament. Besides the one at Georgia. 
All right. Well, that is women's basketball. Uh, Dalton, real quick, we got a couple of minutes left. Baseball, Ole Miss is at home against Belmont uh, State. Did they ever finalize an opponent? What are they doing this weekend? They did. This Tennessee Tech game uh, series got canceled because of COVID. They're now playing Kent State, who ironically swept Tennessee Tech last weekend. So they kind of won a little big circle right there. So they're going to play Kent State starting tonight at 6. Then they'll play tomorrow at 2, Sunday at noon. A little bit of uh, Mississippi State baseball trivia here, uh, Dalton. Uh, you may have to check me on this, uh, but it, I th- I'm thinking maybe it was the uh, the 2000 uh, regional uh, uh, state played uh, at Ohio State. Uh, Kent State was in that regional. I think they beat Ohio State the first round. State won three games, went to the Super. Maybe it was 2000. And, I think it was 2000. Maybe it was 2002. Uh, they went to the Super. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, when I was in Trustmark the other day, somebody was talking about this, and I believe it was 2001. 2001, and uh, and and State went to that regional in Super. They uh, went to the Super in Fullerton. They won the regional at Ohio State. Never had to play Ohio State. One of those situations where you never played the favored team, the home team. You just went in there and and and, uh, and won three games and. They have, right. I think it was Kent State. I have Kent State to thank for that. Is that right? Was that the discussion? Did I get some of that right? I was the beat writer then. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm think uh, what I saw is reading it in Kent State's thing yesterday is that State beat Kent State by like nine, eight, and ten innings the first game, and then won like fourteen four to win the regional. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to I'm trying to look up and see if it was two thousand or two thousand one. Um, but I think I believe it was 2001. Yeah, 2001 sounds right. I think 2000 uh, state had uh, uh, won a regional. Yeah, it was. Home. Yeah, won the regional home mm-hmm. against Notre Dame in two. May 25th, 2001. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State beat Kent State nine to eight. So the end of May in 2001. Yeah, 2002 was actually my first uh, spring uh, with. Uh, with Ole Miss, yeah, covering nice. Mike Bianco's team. We changed beats about that time. Hey, folks, that'll wrap us up for this edition of Justify Your Existence, talking SEC through the lens of Mississippi. You can find find Dalton and I at djournal.com. Lots of good work there. Find that drop-down menu on the left. Scroll down to the Ole Miss and Mississippi State pages and watch the stories flow. We're on Facebook as well, Ole Miss Discussion with Parrish Alford, Mississippi State discussion with Dalton Middleton. Lots of good things there. Folks, thanks for being with us. Come back and join us Monday.